The Twins beat the Mariners in Seattle, win the series. Brandon, Sonny Gray, sleep sweeping the clouds away. I love it. Let's break it down in today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Wednesday, June 15th. The season is scurrying along. Before we talk about a Twins winner, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Sports listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Brandon, Twins win the series in Seattle. What's your biggest takeaway from today's 5-0 win? Once again, the bullpen stepping up when it was needed. Sonny Gray was fantastic, but had a shorter-than-expected leash. At least not shorter-than-expected if you know what he's been through in the last couple of weeks but not where you'd want to be with Sonny Gray at this point in the season if all things had gone to plan. So Griffin Jacks comes in and does what Griffin Jacks has been doing, and up and down the line, Cotton was you know fine in the, in the ninth inning. He wasn't dominant or anything, but it was, let's see here, uh, yeah, four solid innings of relief, shutout relief. And we go back to that first game as well that they won to start the series, six relievers coming in after Archer. So all in all, a pretty good little stretch here for the relief pitching and yeah obviously they drove in some runs today too but my hat goes off to the pitchers for for this one I don't have the numbers in front of me Brandon but I assume that the twins record in game three of a series is very very good this year it feels like on those getaway days when the series is tied they find a way to win that third game and Marco Gonzalez I think that's the best I've ever seen Marco certainly against the twins he was outstanding today also, the Twins had some poor at-bats early on in this game, and this was a pitcher's duel late. Yeah, and I think Gonzalez gives me some like vintage Jose Quintana vibes where you look at the stat line and you don't see a guy who strikes out a ton of guys. He's not really a big ground ball guy. Good command, but it's you look at the profile and you're like, huh, I guess it works for him. And two strikeouts, two walks. Again, didn't overpower the Twins, but the Twins looked like they put their hitting shoes on today and it was super super aggressive and he saw that and pitched to it i i was a little confused though i have to be honest scott service goes out there in the seventh with one out and we don't know what was said there but if he talked to him into letting him stay into the game i'm not sure why a fielder's choice that got the runner to third changed anything but apparently it did and that's what the twins needed to finally have a run charged to his ledger later that inning so yeah, man, I'm not really sure what happened there, but Gonzalez was really good. Josiah, longtime listener. Brandon, you said on the Ron Johnson show the Twins will most likely trade for someone with a high ceiling who needs some fixing. Can I interest you in Trevor Rogers of the Miami Marlins? And I wonder about Rogers just because he has like five years of team control left. And the Marlins do have a lot of, of pitching, and we identified them as a team the Twins could trade with. I think that's still the case going into the deadline. Well, the Twins were interested in Zach Gallen at one point, and the Marlins said, 
Nah, we're not trading him. And then a couple weeks later, traded him to the Diamondbacks for Jazz Chisholm Jr., one of MLB's breakout stars. So we know that twins pitchers, the twins and pitchers is always going to be a creativity thing, at least I think until the pipeline comes through. So Miami is flush with those guys. Keep in mind, though, Sixto Sanchez is down and Lazardo was moved to the 60 today. So I'm not sure they're going to view their cadre of pitching is as deep or as rich as maybe someone on the outside is. But with that said, this is also the guy right here who was clamoring for the twins to trade Eddie Rosario to Miami for one of those pitchers. So if Miami's willing to shake loose one of those guys, and especially if it's any one of the guys who you think have any potential, I'm on board, man. Yeah. Uh, someone they can fix is who they're going to believe they're going to go after anyhow. So the Twins are nine games above 500 by my count, and that's another series win over Seattle. Trying to, I would say, shoot for a four and two road trip here. Now they head to Arizona. What are your expectations for the rest of this week, Brandon? You know, they have an off day Thursday, and then they will play the Diamondbacks. The D-backs have pitched pretty well, so the Twins offense wasn't great in this series. They found ways to score when they needed to, but what do you expect this weekend? Well, it- Who's surprised that Arizona's pitching well now that Brent Strom is there after Houston, he and Houston parted ways. I know a lot of guys were really especially excited in Arizona to work with him. I know Luke Weaver was one of them, and he's only been just recently off the injured list. But that's going to be a story to watch for Arizona all season long is how their pitching staff goes. I don't think their offense is at a very good part in terms of their quote-unquote retool or rebuild. I like Dalton Varsho quite a bit. I know Christian Walker's numbers are down, but he's been hitting the ball pretty hard of late. I'm expecting another handful of low-scoring games here where it's going to be decided later in the night or afternoon, as it were. I'm not expecting either team to blow one or the other out. And if they do, I would think it's the Twins as opposed to the Diamondbacks, whose offense I'm just kind of lukewarm on. So much love today for Luis Arise on this YouTube broadcast. I want to talk about that with you, Brandon, after this word from Athletic Greens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I think sometimes, Brandon, we think we've seen the ceiling for players, especially with Luis Arise, who's kind of regressed over three years, still a good hitter last year, but his worst season since he came up in 2019. And the YouTube broadcast just loved him today. And people are starting to take notice of Luis Arise. Could we be seeing another level that's sustainable this year now that he has that strength in his legs? Dan Hayes wrote a great piece at The Athletic. Is that possible? Dan writes a lot of great pieces, so yeah, you got to give him credit. I think that the broadcast today loved Arise on the Twins' side, and then Ty France, who was mic'd up, they absolutely loved him. And I get that because I thought he's a pretty he's good player for a while. I don't know about how sustainable it is for Luis Arise to have an on-base percentage hovering around uh, 450. But I will say this. That plate appearance to drive in two runs off Penn Murphy, who, I mean, he's got kind of a nasty little wind-up. He's got good movement on either side of the plate. Seven pitches, including three foul balls. He got down one, two battles back, and then just drops one in the outfield. 
right where nobody was. It was just vintage Luis Arise. I, as much as vintage can be for a guy who debuted in 2019, anyhow, I, I do see a lot of, it's going to sound weird, but maybe a little Joe Maurer in him because Joe Maurer had the gift for, he'd either rip the ball to the second baseman or he'd be able to drop balls into the Metrodome turf just beyond the infield with, with good power, but just great placement. And to me, yeah, maybe Arise doesn't have the raw physical ability Joe did, but he makes up for it by keeping up with some of the hardest throwing pitchers in baseball right now. I think he's a very, very special player. I'm just not sure where his future defensive home is, but as long as he hits like this, it does not matter one bit. We, we're active in the chat, and Josiah yeah, is always good. active in the chat. Josiah, Josiah. Also asks, do you do do you think the Twins will sign Trevor Rosenthal? Rosenthal is still a free agent. He is a you know big right-handed reliever who, in recent seasons, has been dominant at times. Pitch for the Padres, 99 with the fastball, but ton of injury problems. Signed with Oakland for $10 million, I think, last year. I don't think he threw a pitch. And now coming back and had a showcase. And, it, you know, I think the fastball they said was mid-90s, so getting back a little bit. You think it's a possibility, Brandon? I do. And I think it's as, in as much as a team just picking one team out of a hat, signing him is a possibility. But he seems like the kind of guy that they would go after. And they've been very active on that minor league um, circuit the last few years. They went and signed Aaron Sanchez Earlier this season, Drew Steckenrider last year, uh, Nick Vincent last year. They love that buy low, figure out what you can do with some of these guys. And they've had some success with it. Tyler McGill this year especially comes to mind that, you know, they just kind of found him out there looking for a looking for a home. And now he's one of their better relievers. So I could definitely see Rosenthal getting a look. And you're, then you have a fresh arm late in the season because he's going to need time to build up. Um, I love the idea. But again, if you're gambling on it, it's probably like a 10% proposition just because of how many teams are interested or should be interested. But I love the idea and think it could happen. Upside, clear upside yeah. there with yeah. him. Brandon, thank you so much. The Twins win the series over Seattle. They're 37 and 28. Wow. Yes, 37 and 28. 92 win pace. 500. Look at that. And now they go to Arizona. Day off Thursday, much needed. And we'll be back hopefully for that entire series here on the Lockdown Minnesota Twins. Postcast, Brandon, thank you, sir. We'll talk soon.